Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, last minute uh, preparation here. I'm sending this off to you right now. Uh, Jonathan, I'm sending it to Jared's email. Great news for all of you this morning. I forgot all about it. Going to pull it up here right now for you. Finally, some confirmation that the pandemic is over. That fake pandemic is officially over. Hey, get some communion. I'm going to take communion today. I ran to our local Kroger's last night, and the, the parking lot was lined with these pictures. Get your flu vaccine and save $5 on groceries. The pandemic is over. The flu is back. Boom. Huh? Isn't that good? It's gone, man. The pandemic all of a sudden disappeared. Now it's just a plain old vaccine. And they're going to give you five bucks off at Kroger's if you, on your groceries if you go get one. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody's making money on those vaccines. Why would you think that? Huh? You're going to get a flu vaccine, which, by the way, is probably free. And then they're going to give you five bucks back. No, no. Kroger wouldn't be making any money on that, would they? No. Hang on. Hang on. I'm in kind of lighthearted mood today. Uh, I've got my communion ready. Um, I was talking to my wife before I came down the steps. I was talking about uh, how different she and I are. How different my wife and I are. And it would apply to, to a lot of you people out there. And... Uh, the number one thing, I guess, is um, I have alligator skin. She doesn't. I'm, uh, I've, I really, I'm really not very impacted by what people say. Think I really, I really, I'm not. I mean, I've, I like everybody else. You want everybody to like you, but I really don't care. And I ask, I ask her. I said, Michelle, how do you think I became so black and white? In my thinking, hmm. Well, I know, I, I know exactly how. I know exactly how it happened. Through my through my sports career, my coaching career. By the way, female sports was good because it toughened up women. Uh, during my <coughs> coaching career, playing career, it was very simple. In baseball, you either got a hit or you didn't. In football, you either made the tackle or you didn't. In basketball, ball either went in the hoop or it didn't. It, it, when you get right down to it, it was so black and white. And the good thing about it was, if I didn't get a hit in baseball, I'll get to hit again. I'll get up again. And so, in fact, I didn't get a hit. Doesn't have anything to do with the fact I'm going. I'm going to get one. You, you understand? The, the ability to understand that the moment in which you are in, as soon as it passes, it's over. It's over. And so many of us are burdened by our past. We cannot move on to the next at bat. We cannot move on to the next play. We're constantly reminding ourselves that we struck out the last time we were in this situation. And because we can't move beyond that point, like I woke up this morning. Do you guys, have you guys realized this? There's people in here probably older than me, and there are people in here probably younger than me. I would assume that's stupid. I mean, that's stupid. Do you know that each and every one of us, no matter how, how old you are, we all start this day at the same place, all of us? It's just you've had, some of us have had more days than others. But none of us have had this day yet. None of us have. And one of the problems that we have is we drag yesterday into this day. And it doesn't have anything to do with today. 
And a lot of times we'll have comments or trying to have dialogue with people we love or whatever it is. And as soon as you say something out of your mouth, they go back and drag something from the past up. Well, I always said the automakers were smarter than the average Christian. Because when they built a car, they gave you a great big windshield and a rear ti- real tiny rearview mirror. Because it's so much more important where you've gone than where you've been. Now, you peek in the rearview mirror, and you say, yeah, look where I've been. And you use that, but that doesn't really, really have anything to do with where you've gone. And you're going to get in trouble if you're living your life driving down the road, watching the rearview mirror. Amen. And that's what most of us do. And so Michelle and I were having the discussion, and we were talking about uh, – uh, you know, just every, everything that's going on and understand how wounded. I said, Michelle, why are you such a, why are you such a wussy? I said to her, because she's so emotional and loving. Karen, why, are you, why are you such a wussy? And she said, well, because when I was a little girl, even into high school, whenever I was disappointed, my mom tried to do everything she can to keep me from hurting. She'd take me shopping. She'd do whatever. And I never learned to deal with disappointment. And I I laughed. I spent my whole life (laughs) fighting with my brothers, (laughs) having to overcome, striking out this time and getting to hit the next one, Um, making the the foul shot this time and missing it the next one. (laughs) I lived my whole life like that. And we would all be so much better off if we drove down the road looking through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. And a lot of you are in, listen, Paul said, who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, wretched man that I am. Can I tell you the truth? Some of you are still connected to a body of death. Your past, your past. Did you know that back in the days, uh, in uh, first century days, or maybe even before that, my history could be a little bit screwed up, that if you killed a guy or you were responsible for some way for the death of another person, did you know that they strapped that person on your back and you carried that person around as the punishment? And the, and the rotting of that corpse eventually made you sick and killed you. That's what That was the picture Paul was making when he said, who will deliver me from this body of death? No matter where you go, you continue to drag that old dead you with you. You with me? But Paul said, shake off, shake it off. Shake it off. Those sins that so easily beset us. Shake it off. Forget about forgetting what's behind. Forget it about it. I press forward. Some of you guys would be so much more effective in your walk if you simply forgot those things that were behind you. Not not remember them, that's not the same as forgetting them. Not being influenced, not letting that bell go off in your head when somebody says something that influences you because it reminds you of your mother, what your mom used to say to you, what your, or your ex-husband. And so when somebody comes along and says something in a similar way, a similar phrase, whatever, ding, 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 there you are looking in the rearview mirror. So I thank God that he's delivered me from this body of death. And holding grudges is crazy and a waste of time. That's my opening salvo here this morning. I've got some good stuff today. I've got to get Myra to pray us in and Joe to lead us in communion. We've got to appreciate Joe getting up because he's lives, he lives out in California now. So he didn't get up, he didn't get up as early as he used to. But it's 4 o'clock. It's 4.09 out there in California. And Joe got up to, to lead us in uh, communion. So. Myra, go ahead and pray us in, then Joe, go ahead and lead us in communion. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. The reading today will be from Malachi 3, 6 through 10. Myra, you're doing a much better job, by the way, of just short scriptures. You're doing much better than reading the whole thing just like you used to. Well, I'll follow your advice, Coach. Um, and you you chose four, and that number seems to be just right. So you're Holy Spirit-led. Thank you, Coach, for teaching me to do okay, it right. go ahead. Go, come on, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> for I am the Lord. I change not. 
Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Oh, Even <laughs> I can't believe you're reading this. Go ahead. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances. Still have plenty of coffee out there. Yeah, so the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we can hear you, Brett. Yes. Brett White, we can hear you. Go ahead. And have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return <laughs> unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Yep. But ye say, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, grace, and joy on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's nothing more wicked than greed. Some of you people, I sound like, uh, what was his name? You people. <clears throat> Some of you need to give. It'll, it'll set you free. You don't have to give to me. Some of you need to give. You're stingy. You're hoarders. You're blessing the flow. You're blocking the blessing of the flow of God. And you're like, no, I'm not a name it, claim it guy. Not, not about any of that. But it's a law. There's a law. It's mosquito. There's a law. Sowing and reaping. There's a law. There's a law. If you give, you receive. It's a law. Now, you don't have to follow that law if you don't want to. Go ahead and hoard it all if you want to. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, okay, Coach. We're going to start with 1 John 1, 5 to 9, please. 1 John 1, 5 through 9. <clears throat> little Jonathan's a little out of practice here. 1 John 1, 5 through 9. There it is. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Boy, that'll preach, Joe. That right there will preach. Go ahead. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Mm. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from us from all sin. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we Amen. say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. So, um, <laughs> for communion, then, please, 1 uh, Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. And while we're getting there, um, now we'll say our prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning brothers and sisters from all parts of this great, wonderful land that you have given us. And we thank you so much that you are helping us reclaim this from the enemy, even as we speak now. And the enemy is in the trenches and doesn't know what to do next. And we thank you for the supernatural victory you're giving us and will give us shortly, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for communion that reminds us of our salvation and reminds us of all that was restored to us by the sacrifice and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do we have everlasting life promised us, Lord, but we have the restoration of the authority that Adam lost in the garden with the fall of man. And we have, we also now have learned that we are sitting this moment, our spirits 
at the right hand of the Father, at your right hand, Lord, in the, as a part of the church in the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so grateful for that. And we ask that you forgive our sins and our transgressions and bless this bread and this drink or wine that we take this morning as we remember the establishment of the New Testament, the New Covenant that did away with the old law and adopted us all in as sons of Abraham with, with your blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Real quickly, Joe. Your way of the old covenant, it fulfilled it. Go ahead. <clears throat> yep. That's what I meant to say, sir. But it is California right now at four in the morning. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, um so Um, the Lord Jesus that same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Amen. 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 Go back, go back sleep, Joe. Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Blessings. Bless. Oh, drip some blood on me on my white shirt. Okay, listen. Flea Flicker Friday. And I really like it to be Flea Flicker Friday because I like to hear from you guys what's important to you. But I wish I wish got a couple things I really want to share with you. If you could, uh, uh, Jonathan, bring up uh, the email that says, pastor discussion. As you know, yesterday I wrote uh, uh, the commentary and the pulpits are silent. And you're not blaming uh, the condition of America on the pulpits, right? So I want to share you a dialogue that I had back and forth with a pastor yesterday. He didn't really tell, he didn't really tell me his name, but just still to protect the innocent, I try to uh, um, I, I'm trying to protect him, okay? So here's here's the email I received from the pastor. <clears throat> he said, they're fiddling while the nation burns, building their church rather than Christ's kingdom, in quotes. That's from something I said. He says, you've hit the nail on the head and don't know it, Dave. The church is not here to build Christ's kingdom here on earth. We are here to make disciples that are prepared to make other disciples in preparation for the life to come, not this one. So far, okay. This is not God's kingdom. This is why we do not fight as Israel did in the Old Testament. They were building God's kingdom, a kingdom they will receive when Jesus comes after the Great Tribulation. Through the Holy Spirit, God is now building his church. I notice in the article that you didn't have any quotes from the New Testament. Makes sense if you're not talking about the New Covenant where our focus is on saving people from eternal death by helping them to be born again. But that's the covenant we are in. And in this covenant, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. Which one of the apostles said or did anything to take over governments? Our fight is a spiritual one that prepares people for a spiritual kingdom. Ignore that word, pastor. And don't say that because the world is getting worse and worse. The fight is not being waged the way God wants it to be. God told us it would be this way because men would become lovers of self rather than lovers of God. And they would cease to hear sound doctrine. He didn't say it's because there would be no sound doctrine being preached at all. Even during the Great Tribulation, there will be two witnesses preaching truth to the world. God said it's because they will not hear it. By fighting against the bad guys of this world, Can you change the word of God? That's a fool's errand because it will unfold exactly as God said it would. 
Our job is to make sure as many as will hear the gospel, the dispensation of the grace of God, will so that they come to a saving faith in Jesus. To be made spiritual men who are prepared to come with Jesus when he returns at the end of the Great Tribulation to help destroy uh, Antichrist empire. That's when we fight, the way you think we are supposed to now. We're not here to build Christ's kingdom now. We're here to preach Christ and him crucified to prepare men for the kingdom. And I responded, have you read the Lord's Prayer? By the way, God does not change. First Testament words are still truth. Guys like you are why we lose. I could give you a hundred New Testament scriptures. You would still be too scared to fight. Read Hebrews 11. So he responds, yes, First Testament words are still truth, and God does not change. He is in control of all of this. Not Anybody deny that? <laughs> but the First Testament teaching is for us, not to us. They were given to a people who were under the law. They were natural men who could only fight in the natural. We're under grace. We are spiritual men that Paul said, do not fight in the natural against flesh and blood, but the kingdom of Christ. This does not mean a man does not protect his family from those who would try to harm them or that we don't protect our country from harm if our borders are being invaded. It means that such a fight is not for the kingdom of God. It is only for the peace and tranquility of a nation in a world beast system that belongs to Satan. We will continue and will continue to belong to Satan until Jesus comes to set up his kingdom on earth after the great tribulation. You lose because you do not believe God is in control of all of this. I'm winning because I know that he is. You see things going exactly as the Bible told us they would, and you think this means we are losing. It's a very strange way for someone to think who says they believe what the Bible says. Lord's Prayer was a prayer that spoke of the millennial kingdom. A prayer that speaks of the kingdom on earth God promised to Israel under the law that could come after the great tribulation. He told him plainly that he, would, he was not here to bring his kingdom on earth at that time, saying, if this were my kingdom, then would my servants fight for me. I saw your video where you all prayed over the things that are going on. That was in Philadelphia, I think. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You're fighting a spiritual fight, not against flesh and blood. Good on you. That's exactly how we're supposed to fight, but not to stop the satanic world empire that is the empire of the Antichrist. That's God surely is coming, but so that as many as can come to a saving faith in Jesus before that time comes. And you could not give a single New Testament scriptures that says we are to change the governments of the world into the kingdom of Christ or to build Christ's kingdom on earth, as you put it in your article, because there are none. Me, I said, you are exactly who I was writing about. Babies die. Children are lured into homosex and pedophilia. Well, you are afraid to bark. Isaiah 56.10. That's you and your ilk. Thanks for the confirmation. And he responds, still quoting the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, folks, do you, do, you, do you understand the disconnect? Do you understand the disconnect? I told you there are no New Testament scriptures that prove what you wrote. Just goes to show you. You can show the truth to people, but you can't believe it for them. Show one apostle or disciple that taught that we are to bring Christ's kingdom to earth by taking over government. Wow, what a coward. What a loser. Goodness gracious. Listen, listen to me. This is in more pulpits than you even understand. This is what this is this is why I say this is what we're against. This is folks, this is the war, see. This is the war. And and he doesn't understand that in a moral society Fewer people are going to get drugged to hell. He doesn't make that connection, see? He doesn't make that connection. We are to expand the kingdom by expanding the influence of God that will impact the lost and draw them to Christ. How do you rescue? Is it better to get someone saved before they get molested by a homo or after? And guys like this, there are millions of them. I believe he's sincere. I believe he's probably a good man. But I'm going to tell you this. 
He's a freaking coward. Boom. So he justifies why he doesn't have to get involved. He justifies his complacency. Telling me that I'm trying to make... Can I tell you again? Jesus Christ confronted the government of his day, which were the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin. He went directly to the government of his day. He did not confront Pilate because Pilate had no authority over him. Do we understand this, friends? If Jesus was a Roman, he'd have been griping to Pilate. Wasn't a Roman. And we are Christians in a kingdom that Christ is trying to expand. We are fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And I would like to destroy that demon of homosexuality that is dragging people to hell. And this guy says, I'm wasting my time. He doesn't understand principalities and powers are immoral behavior. Thank you, Vinny. I, I, I do this not to prove myself. I, the folks, that, <laughs> I got pushed on my computer. This, this is what we're dealing with. This, this is what we're dealing with. We have to understand that. Dale, come on in. Well, glory, coach. You know, the, uh, I sent you that meme the other day. It said, Jesus came to heal the lepers and to whip the hypocrites. And he's <laughs> all out of lepers, brother. This is what he's come. And it's unfortunate because, coach, if you had the time, which you do not, and if you were to take every single one of his messages, because he's bashing, which is crazy, walking on thin ice, bashing you for quoting the Old Testament, right? Uh, Think about it. Yep. Are you trying to tell me that he never uses that book of Malachi, chapter 3, about the tithing? You're oh, trying to tell me go. he doesn't use go. the book of Psalms, right? <clears throat> that in itself is a hypocrite. There's a there's a healthy balance. Grace, which Proverbs. is the revelation. It's the yeah, revelation yeah, of Jesus yep. Christ. There's no doubt about it. He is justifying his reason why he is not engaging in this battle here on earth. Brother, that's that's the sad thing. And I'm sure he's sincere, as Flip Benham would say, but he's sincerely wrong. Amen. Amen. So we know this, right? Myra read it this morning. I change not. God has not changed his character in any way, shape, or form. He hasn't. He hasn't. But the idea of the New Testament, why guys love to go to the New Testament, because the Old Testament, come on now, the Old Testament speaks to judgment, damnation, and punishment. They don't want to go there. Amen. God is now just loving and caring and accepting of everybody and quit trying to quit trying to expand God's kingdom. Quit trying to take over the government. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, it says in Isaiah. By the way, Old Testament. But God changes not. Amen. So, so with the, he wants us to believe that God changed his plan because the old one wasn't working. You see, folks, this is what we're fighting against. He's probably a very good man. Pro- well, got to be careful what you say. Probably a very sincere man. The pulpits are full of them. Because you know what happens when you really, really get when you really, really get convicted. I'm, look, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Excuse me. When you step outside the church and you try to take on the forces of darkness in the Luciferian government, they're going to arrest you. They're going to throw you in jail. Let me promise you this: this guy. He has no fear of going to jail. Absolutely. He ain't going to ruffle, ruffle any feathers. He's going to sit back, I'll bet you, and pray for that rapture to get him out of here. And then he'll fight. Then he'll fight. Oh, yeah, he'll fight then. It's, it's, so, it's, just, so, um, it's just so unbelievable. unbelievable. Hey, I'm going to get off of it, okay? I want, I want to get off of it. But uh, pretty illustrative. And I just want you to know there are more of, more of these guys out there than you know. Janine. Um, that pastor should understand that um, in um, um, Matthew, when we have the transfiguration uh, with Christ, they not only showed the law and the prophets, he showed the law and the testimonies, but he also 
in that transfiguration showed about the resurrection. One was taken without seeing death and one was um, died. And then he shows them about the resurrection of the dead. So I don't know if that pastor understood he was, uh, that transfiguration is showing all Old Testament there, but referencing <laughs> the new. Amen. But that, Janine, that's why they don't preach the Old Testament, right? Hey, so, uh, hey Jonathan, pull up for me real quickly. First John 3. First John 3. And I'm going to, I could be wrong, okay? I could be wrong. First John 3. But I'm telling you this. Here's the connection I make, okay, to all of you out there who, who go to a church where the pastor says we're not supposed to mix religion and politics, and that, yada, 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 yada. <clears throat> whosoever, verse 4, whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. Slide down, John, if you could. <clears throat> Thank you. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. And whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, nor whosoever sinneth not, hath not seen him. Neither know. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And he that committeth sin is of the devil. For this devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, somebody help me out here. He's not talking about in this world. We're not supposed to destroy the works of the devil in this world. What? Huh? Help me out here. That's exactly what it says. What? See, look, folks, let's look. Homosexuality is of the devil. Boom. Are we to destroy it in this world or just spiritually? Are we to prevent our children from being sexually molested in this world or just in the coming kingdom? Somebody help me. Now, he, this guy said that he would protect his family. Yeah, but he won't protect somebody else's family. And he certainly won't defend the oracles of God. Now, I'm going to show you something. For this purpose, here's the purpose. Here's the mission statement. <clears throat> For this purpose, the Son of God showed up that he might destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? Sin and every, every one of its aspects. And it's because he came to destroy sin and the punishment for sin that you and I are able to enter into the kingdom. By the way, the kingdom is within. The kingdom is here. Soon coming, it's, it's at hand. It's right here. See, this guy's caught in heaven. No, the kingdom's already here. It's already here. And then Jesus, when he hung on the cross, what did he say? Does anybody know what he said when he hung on the cross? It is. I mean, sure you do. Because when we were Catholics, we did, a, we did the station of the cross. Yeah, but what, 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 did, what did Jesus say at the end? Before, before he said, his last words were, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. That's the last thing he said. Billy Catalyst and I. But what did he say? What was the last thing he said before that? It is finished. What is? What is? Right there. He destroyed the works of the devil. Of sin and death. He destroyed it. <laughs> he destroyed the law of sin and death. He destroyed it. It's finished. It's over. Just in this world? I'm sorry. Just in the world to come or this world? See, the problem we have in is we're so heavenly conscious, we're no earthly good. We don't connect the two. Bam. We don't understand that demonic influences are destroying our country. We don't get it. And what's this guy say? God's in control. No. I mean, yes, as my friend Tom Gill says, God's in control, but he doesn't control everything. He gave authority to you and me. All authority is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. That's Matthew, is that five, Matthew five? No, it's not five. Where All, all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. And I say, you go, you go. I'm, I'm delegating my authority to you. You go into all the world. And do what? Expand this kingdom, will you? You teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And this doofus tells us that we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to do that. Hate to say it. We're just supposed to get people saved, whatever that means. By the way, to get people saved, you expand the kingdom. Ah, my frustration level gets so high. Silver. Also at the uh, crucifixion, he said, Father, 
Forgive them, for they know not what they do. An accurate description of today's main church. Because when you read that this morning, I'm going, this guy's nuts. <laughs> Some of the stuff he was saying. So our prayer should be that pastors, and a lot of them think this way, is that their eyes be opened to the truth. Mm. And that they can work on the their uh, flocks accordingly. So, okay. so silver, so, silver. When Jesus Christ Himself in Matthew chapter five says that you, Joe, are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, what did He mean? Is it all about the next? Is it about the next world? Is it? We are now the nourishment for the people, the lambs, to feed from. Because we carry the truth. So, Joe, should we, should we get involved with politics to keep the minds of our children from being poisoned? Absolutely. What the hell's wrong with this guy? I don't know. But He's not wrong, right. though. You know There's that, right? There's a lot of them like that. There's a lot of them like that, see? That's why they don't care that babies are being... Lord's in control. Lord's in control, Coach. It's all working out exactly according to God's plan. Really? Really? He's in control. They didn't control everything. Right, Pastor Tom? Come on in. Uh, good morning. <clears throat> Not quite sure who he was talking to, uh, about in that, but hearing it, I think one of the keys that, you know, uh, is, st- is a stumbling block, I think, for a lot of Christians and, and what's being taught is so much of a spiritualized message. And and we know that the scriptures, there's po- uh, uh, prophetic, poetic, historic, literal um, all, you know, and in spiritual meanings, we, we can see that. But what we're going to understand is when Jesus came, a lot of people now, it's almost like a too spiritualizing as far as Christ. When God spoke to um, Lucifer and said, you know, the seed of the woman, you're going to be at enmity with the, the seed of the serpent. Was that literal or, or a figurative? No, that's a literal thing. Jesus is the seed of the woman. Well, then you come up and he says in Psalms 22, Old Testament, on Psalm 22 about the crucifixion. Was that just spiritual? Or did Jesus literally was able to count his bones? Was he literally nailed to a cross? I don't think when Jesus was hanging there, that was just figurative. Hmm. Right? Right. (laughs) There's a lot of places there where Jesus, what was happening was, you've heard it's been said, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. Well, a lot of people think that, well, Jesus, he, he just spiritualized things. Well, he said, hey, if you look at a woman to lust, you've committed adultery in the heart. Right? You've heard it said, don't, and this is Old Testament, saying, Old Testament, thou shalt not kill. I tell you, if you hate somebody, you've done it already in your heart. There's a thing that we got to understand that Jesus came physically in the flesh. He was That's part of the salvation where it says, Jesus said, and I always say this is the true Lord's prayer, is John 17. The Our Father was a teaching of prayer. Jesus prayed for us and for himself and for, you know, those that the Father had given him in John 17. He said, this is eternal life, that they might know you and the one whom you've sent. Sanctify them by your truth. Now, how do we get sanctified? What's his truth? He said, thy word is truth. And that's the only way is the Christian, when we're sanctified, we'll be sanctified by the truth. When he came. He came to, it says, you shall know the truth and the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus will set you free. You just said it right there on the cross. It is finished. The work has been done. He sat down. Now we're to work out our own salvation. The way I liken it is God gave us a plot of ground, not too far off of a literal sense, because what are we made of? Dirt. We got to take care of this dirt here on earth. And the seeds, what is the seed? Well, the sower went out to sow. It's his word inside of me. Where's the kingdom of God? It doesn't come by sight. For it shall be in you. What is it? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hey, not like the joy the world gives you, but the joy in which I give. And we're in the really world. Good. We're not of the world. We're in and the world exactly. to impact the world. We're, and say, greater is he who's in me than he Who's in the world? And people think that's Jesus. No, greater is he, that's Jesus, in me, that is in the world, than, right? Greater in me, 
Greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. I'm in the world. He said it. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Who's Amen. in me? Jesus. When you're Amen. in Jesus Amen. or Christ is in you, you're a hey, greater is Jesus in me. So when you step out there to that abortion clinic, you, folks, you step out there and God's, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Christ is in you. The hope of glory. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. Okay. So listen, real quickly, I'm going to get you all in here. I promise. I got to show you this because the Holy Spirit prompted me to do it real quick. I asked myself, I was watching the video. Go to number six real quick uh, there, Jonathan. I was watching uh, yesterday. I was watching uh, a preacher online and he's dressed in robes. I thought, why, why, do, why do pastors wear robes? Why do they put on a costume? Anybody know? Why do they wear why do they wear a costume? Are you ready? Why do pastors wear robes? This all ties together, by the way. Stay with me. Go to the second paragraph. Uh, <clears throat> no, no, you're too far down. Go back up, brother. I just want to show you right at the beginning. Go on, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up. Okay, what uh, why does pastor wear a robe? Does this mean something? Is it biblical? Or is it something that's just always been done? Okay, so the why does the pastor lead the entire worship service? These are good questions. Clothing and calling. Go down real quick. Watch this. The robe, among other things, helps emphasize the office of pastor. Boom! <laughs> Boom. And de-emphasizes the personality of the man in the pulpit. So a guy puts on the robe and he's special. That's, by the way, man-made, thank you. Sometimes it's hard to be led in worship by an elder pastor who is a good friend or a peer or even especially one who is younger. So to help us get over that one, they put on robes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Come on in, Craig. Because they're all hypocrites. They're actors <laughs> on a movie screen. I'm, I'm telling you, it's all, it's all, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that guy who's it's I bet the guy who sent me that email was a robe. Craig Mickle, go ahead. Coach, if you just pull back uh, you know, first John three and go back to four. Just speak up, man. Can't hardly can't hardly hear you. Okay. If you go back to your original verses here and go back to chapter three of first John, if, if you there. go back to go back to four, it says uh is whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. This is very important. It says, and you know that he was manifested. Who is he? Well, of course, that's Christ. Manifested. And if you go to verse 10, it really has a good description here. It says, and this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. Okay? So the things that we are seeing today are being manifested. Right? Mm-hmm. And what, right. And whoever does not practice righteousness. All right. Well, what what's the definition of righteousness? Who, who's the de- who defines righteousness? God. Right. So whatever God has spoken, which is right, is righteousness. So there are people who practice what God says is right. That means they're righteous. Right. And so you have this 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 dichotomy you have a manifestation of what people are supposed to do that god has said and you have a manifestation of people who don't and it says those who do not practice righteousness is not of god amen it's pretty simple that's pretty much what it says i think it's pretty simple too and what's our job expand the kingdom by getting more people to do righteous by the way they say you can't legislate morality but they sure as hell legislate immorality don't they they sure can do that. Well, you you know, practicing righteousness and defending righteousness are things that God can get behind. Amen. 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 Rochelle and Paul. Yeah, they'll come to your aid if you want to sin. They'll be sure to get behind you and fight for you. Yep. Um, I just want to, I'm going back to what you said about it is finished. And that that word in the Greek is totalistai. And um, it, it it has a significant meaning. It is it's what you would stamp on a receipt as like a paid in full type of thing. And it also in my mind kind of hyperlinks to um, Revelation where he says it is done, um, you know, after he's poured out some 
bowls of wraths and, and stuff like that. But well, so was it was done. finished and paid for on the cross, but it wasn't done yet. You know, we, the, the spirit that's been deposited in us still is working. So, um, so that's why you're right. Finished, what was finished? All power was given unto him, both in heaven and earth. And he gave it to us. It's finished. I did it. I just signed it over. You have all authority here on earth. Now I signed it over to you. It's finished. It's done. Any more? Isn't any more he can do? It's all up to us now, Doctor Paul. Morning, uh, Coach. I got uh, I got these in the mail. Uh, these are get your flu shot thing, and they got posters. <laughs> yeah, the flu's back. It's it's it's. it's you're right. COVID might be over, but it ain't over. Right. So I don't know what's coming, but I honestly think it's the immunogenic escape that has occurred from these vaccines. I have a, a boatload of sick people coming in who have gotten these vaccines or have been exposed to people who've gotten the vaccine who keep getting sick. So we got a diminished uh, overall diminished population of health created by this thing. And by the way, coach, why do you suppose doctors wear white coats? Same reason. God, yes, thank you. I'm not uh, the cult of medicine. Amen. Don't you think, do you think those flu shots have the mRNA technology in them? Uh, some do. The ones that uh, wink, wink, that I might de- be dealing with do not. And need, just know that I, uh, I don't give vaccines. <clears throat> uh, by the way, uh, I'm, try- I'm looking for it right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Karen Kingston was on with uh, uh, USA Watchdog yesterday. Unbelievable. The evidence that Karen Kingston put forth regarding, oh, my goodness. I'll try to find it. I don't know if anybody else can dig it up on USA Watchdog. That's Greg Hunter. He did. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable what Karen Kingston presented yesterday on that show. Angie, come on in. Morning. I, you know, when we talk about, I was just listening to that letter that we were reading, and it, it's always astounding to me that people don't study the original testament and fail to realize that every single one of, G, of the disciples, apostles, and Jesus himself quoted the new, the scriptures, the Old Testament, over and over and over again. I mean, it's you know, how do you can say that the Old Testament is irrelevant when Jesus and the apostles all thought it was extremely relevant is mind-boggling to me. It's, it's unbelievable. It's but see, that's the there's that movement you know about the red letter Christians, right? If Jesus right. didn't say it, it doesn't apply. Well, you know, great, almost there's a lot of debate, but anywhere from 300 to 400 times the Old Testament is quoted in the New. And and so it's, to say that it's irrelevant and it's we've moved beyond that is is ridiculous. It makes absolutely Amen. no sense at all. Amen. But it shows where we are. That's seminary training. That's that seminary training. Hey, Jonathan, I just sent you an email. See if you can pull that up, flash it on the screen, and then put it in the chat. Paul, you got to listen to this. If you haven't, Paul, you got to listen to this. The COVID nineteen bioweapon from infection to injection from Kieran Kingston. Un. Believable. Unbelievable. Take time, take time to listen to it. She's a biotech analyst and former Pfizer employee who has researched and written about many aspects of COVID-19. They're not vaccines, folks. I, I sent I, I sent it to Roger Weaver and my son Zach, who are attorneys, said there is folks, there are billions of dollars to be made. <laughs> it's not even a vaccine. See, the vaccine companies are Free from being sued, but it isn't a vaccine. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's not a vaccine. Karen Kingston, it's a, you got to watch that, all right? Got to watch that. Silver. Put that in the chat for me, John. Uh, no, I wasn't doing that. Okay. Uh, Coach, one of the things that you brought up about the robes and the priestly garments you know, that's uh, all in uh, Exodus 39. They're trying to be Jewish. Hmm. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Joe, I, I, look, I don't. I, here's what I think it is. I'm sorry. 
they think it brings authority. It's like putting on a police uniform. It's like putting on an army uniform. It's like put a band uniform, a football uniform. That uniform signifies something, and it signifies they're the authority. That's that's the way that I read it. And I'm not uh, again. I don't I'm here to argue about Old Testament clothing. I, I mean, you're not either. I'm not insinuating that. No, folks. It's only the mainstream folks that wear robes and <laughs> straps around their neck. <laughs> oh, Lord. Priests come out and they wear those funny little hats. <laughs> it's a uniform. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me out here. Teresa, come on in. Teresa? Mike McKee, go ahead, Mike. Hey, Coach. Uh, I'm I'm almost 76 years old, and I have never had a flu shot, and I've never <laughs> had the flu. And I'm a sucker for a coupon, but I'm not going to go to Kroger and get $5 off my groceries just to get a shot, which I can get free at the VA anyway. So, Well, why do, why, why do they – folks, by the way, uh, which flu strand are they putting in this year's flu shot? It wasn't one last year, was it? Boy, they're play, they're playing us for fools. We're just fools. Kevin, come on in, then Claudine. Yeah, I just want to make two quick points. First, to Karen Kingston. Remember last year, I said, you know, with all these frontline doctors that that were getting together and now networking, that a lot of them were turning out to be Christians. And I said, you see how the Lord is putting together an army of opposition. Yeah. Well, Karen Kingston is, is a very strong Christian, and she's networking with all of those frontline doctors. So, again, look, there's another little notch on the chalkboard, okay, another, another soldier in the Army that the Lord brought together as opposition. These are key people with key knowledge. Hey, Amen. So stay right there a second. Yep. Stay right yep. there on the screen, Jonathan. Stay right there on the screen. Kingston says the COVID-19 injections are not just extremely deadly and dangerous, but demonic Technology. Kingston says this. The former head of infectious diseases at Moderna states the devil is the former head of Moderna says the devil is absolutely in the details as far as lipid nanoparticles are concerned. He's telling us they are working with demonic technology. The takeaway of this article is that mRNA molecules are so fragile that they can't get into cells on their own. They need to be attached to lipid nanoparticles. I don't even know what this means. That means that SARS-CoV-2 virus could never get into your body on its own. It needs this technology. They took biology and merged it with technology. Amen. Technology is infecting us with trillions of spike proteins, which are part biology and technology. What they are calling spike proteins is a lipid nanoparticle bioweapon backed by artificial intelligence. It's alive and cognitive, and it's functioning with quantum dot. This is basically parasitic in nature. That's why people are shedding. It's a bioweapon. When people are removing blood clots, those are biosynthetic structural parasites. Mind-blowing fact, look at this. AI bioweapons injected in the body are activated by light and 5G frequencies. Kingston says, when you look at the patents, it's based on optics. It's based on photons or light particles. Quantum dots are in LED lights. It is what gives LEDs their bright colors, gives your TV brightness. Good thing I saved a cop. Before we had 5G, this technology was useless. No more. No more. Oh, no, no. Oh, this is so good. This interview is so good, man. Now, hey, what are we going to do about it? Claudine, come on in. Then Randy. Well, now you can get your booster at uh, Hope Baptist Church. I sent you a a nice picture of that. That was yesterday, nine to four, all day. Get your free COVID booster. I I bet the pastor there wears a robe. (laughs) <laughs> probably <laughs> oh my goodness my goodness Randy yeah coach <clears throat> Randy I so wanted to get you I, I had your 95 thesis on my chart today I haven't gotten to it yet. Go ahead. oh it's it'll come out when it's time coach 
hey, Coach, what's what's God is doing? He is connecting all the evil different agendas, all in this uh, in this. It's coming together so amazing. But he he's going to bring it all down, Coach. It'll be with the uh, the lawsuits. It'll be with the, you know the they'll financially belly up because they they can't pay out so many lawsuits. So it, it's, we have to see the end game. But coach, what what Karen Kingston, what she really does well here, is she. It's no longer conspiracy. She the, the facts are out there. This was a bioweapon, and so it means someone engineered it, and someone has an agenda to do this. It's all she can prove it, very, Randy. It's, it's all proven. It's no longer conspiracy. So it just it's just a matter of time, coach. But when the deaths number of deaths start happening. Just like Sherry Tenpenny said two years ago, it'll start happening. The death will just, it'll, the raid will just go off the chart even more than it is now. And there, no one has the answer except the truth. The truth. Okay, will, so will here's what Karen out. Kingston. Here's what Karen Kingston says, right in the middle of the article on your screen. I'm reading it to you right now. She said, "Before we had 5G, this technology was useless. It was powerless. 5G, folks. 5G." It couldn't, cannot be activated without the 5G towers. Talking about what's been put inside of you. If fiber optics and 5G technology disappears, so does this demonic AI technology. This can be used for tag, track, and trace. And they can be used for more than, uh, than that. They can be used for control. We are at war. We're being deceived. We are loving the technology that is going to end up exterminating us. The U.S. military just put up 80 towers with AT&T over the last six months. They are flying up Starlink up into the sky, and this is where all the data goes to. We're being told it's for our military operations and our defense. No, when they activate this stuff, it will execute our military. It is to execute the American people. There's no good in evil. God's people can take this stuff down. And if we don't, God will. That's the way out of this evil. This is all activated with optics. Do we have 5G? It does not benefit us. It is to kill us and spawn this new technology out of our bodies. This technology is the most infectious technology this planet has ever seen. and We've all been infected. And if we take these stupid LED lights and 5G down, it deactivates their technology. It doesn't mean you're going to be cured, but it stops it in its tracks. Folks, this is so powerful. Please take the time to listen to that. Steve Martin, come in quickly. Hey, Coach. I received this in the uh, mail here yesterday. I just had to share this. Light, I, we can't read it to us, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, fighting like hell to protect access to safe, legal abortions. <laughs> Fighting like hell. <laughs> Fighting like hell Whitmer, what? Benson and Dana Nessel running for re-election here. In Michigan? Yep. Fighting like hell. Boy, truer words were never spoken than that one, Steve. Holy smokes. Corey, come on in. I just find it interesting that we're telling people, do not eat of this fruit, lest you will surely die. Do not take it. Take this into your body, lest you will surely die. And the other, the other side saying, "No, you can take this fruit. You won't die." And for, hey, folks, listen. You put it in the chat, didn't you, Jonathan? Did you put this article in the chat? This Greg Hunter thing, folks. Listen. Make time, but make time to listen to it. It blew me. Paul Goslin, make time to listen to this. Make time to listen to this, folks. Folks, look, look, look. Here's why it's so critical. This is not a vaccine. Vaccine manuf- manufacturers have uh, uh, in- indemnity. They are n- you can't sue them over a vaccine. This ain't a vaccine. This is an injection, friends. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, this, this will bring the financial world down. If our, I, te- I text my son. I text Roger. There's a billion dollars, billion dollars waiting on you. Take what Karen Kingston tells you. There's a billion dollars right there. They've lied to us. Paul, quickly. Anyway, Coach, just so you know, I uh, if you're not paying a doc, uh, paying attention to Doctor Nass, she uh, 
just got done her second round with the board. She's sicker than hell. She can't do her uh, meeting tonight in Maine. They got me stuck doing it. Uh, I got another one tomorrow, and it's going to be exactly what we're talking about today. COVID is over, but it ain't over. Uh-uh, baby. <laughs> They're just ramping it up. Technology, baby. They put that technology. Karen Kingston said that stuff could not was not strong enough to get into your immune system. wasn't strong enough. They had to put something in there with it, and it's metallic, and it's connected to 5G. And yes, hang on, hang on. Zeolite, zeolite. I got my tinfoil hat. Zeolite, zeolite, and uh, that it can clear it out of your system. Amen, amen. Golly, we're out of time. See you in Pennsylvania. God bless you.